My bags are packed and I am ready to leave this motherfucking planet. guys and welcome back to another episode of Just Ryan's Opinion Nation. This is episode two, probably should have been episode nine or ten, but I have deleted so many episodes of this podcast. Uh, it's I've lost a few episodes as well. Like it hasn't all just been a case of I've recorded and thought, now this is a bit shit. I've also been concentrating a little bit more on my YouTube recently, and now I am refocusing my energy back here on my podcast okay this is episode two feel free to go back and listen to episode one if you haven't and for those of you who haven't listened in and actually have no idea who i am my name is ryan just ryan and this is my opinionation as you can tell from the title i've had a crazy week of absolutely nothing fatherhood and quarantine which is literally my life and um yeah the odd meeting here and there with the restaurant that i manage and that is pretty much it so as you can imagine being a father uh during quarantine full time means that i actually have a lot of time to kind of well you'd think i'd have a lot of time to be interested in catching up with things that are happening in the world but i'm not like i tend to keep my ear to the ground somewhat but i am not particularly i'm not particularly interested in really what's happening in the world all the time because let's be honest a lot of crazy shit has gone down and 2020 will go down as probably one of the most memorable years in probably the last decade for good and bad reasons it's not all negative yeah shit is just a little bit crazy right now but what i love about podcasting is that i can use this platform to rant and vent sometimes i do actually offer some value at times as well but if you came here for fucking education you're definitely in the wrong place i also have a few other podcasts coming out i have a report drag race themed podcast called the workroom and i'm also working with some co-hosts on a new podcast called the group chat as well and i know what you're probably asking you're probably asking okay well why so many podcasts well For all of you who are asking, which is probably none of you, it's because I'm starting a entertainment and media network called Same Same But Different. You will have heard the jingle at the start of this episode. And literally what Same Same But Different is, is a cooperative network where content creators, specifically podcasts and video podcast creators, uh, video cast, can come together and create a collective where we can help each other with content. We can help you with artwork, with your editing, giving you ideas on where to buy and then the most important factor here is to create a group of people who can help to push and promote each other's content and once we all start getting monetized if we all come up together the idea of same same but different is taking away the aspect of monetizing your content in the audio creation world and streamlining it a little bit better so same same but different will officially be launching on the 15th of july where we will be opening submissions so you can come to us if you have an idea for a podcast or if you are in the early stages or even if you're an established 
published creator and you want to bring your content over, you can do all of that. You'll have your own profiles and your own pages via our website as well. And we will promote every single person that is within the network. Until then, you can message myself. My DMs are open at by just Ryan. My Twitter and Instagram handle has changed. So it's no longer just Ryan WA. It's now at by just Ryan. That's B-Y-J-U-S-T. R-Y-A-N, and you can send me a DM there and get ahead of the curve if you want to. The only real positive to perhaps submitting any ideology that you have or any ideas you have for a podcast now is, is that on launch, you'll have your profile pages and your podcast, they will be ready for launch. I will also be producing some episodes myself as well, which means that I will effectively be creating and have ideas for podcasts. And then what I will be doing is I will be seeking hosts and presenters for those two. So keep your eye out if it's something you've been interested in, but you don't really have much of an idea, but you do think you have a lot to offer. Keep a lookout. The website will be launching, like I said, on the 15th of July. And at that point, we will be looking for talent. And as always, we would love for you to get involved in the conversation via social media using the hashtag OpinionationPod. You can follow us at OpinionationPod on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. And if you are listening to this episode, you should definitely be able to see a few more episodes. I am doing a triple drop on this one, guys. So this is episode two. I will also be dropping episode three and four, literally all at the same time. So if you look at your feeds now, which hopefully you will be able to, and you'll be able to hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast, you should see four episodes. You can get a binge on Get your opinion native status and join us as we dive into this opinionation. Right now, I think it's safe to say that there are a lot of people who are looking at the world and are probably very much ready to not only move out of their town or city, not just the country, the continent, but the the planet. I said at the start of the episode that my bags are packed and I'm ready to leave. And my fucking God, I have never, ever, ever been more ready to leave Earth than than I am right now. And I am like a tolerant person. I like to think that I'm extremely tolerant, but I am ready to go. Guys, I cannot fucking tell you. Like, this has been the craziest year. It's been one of the craziest years that I have lived in in a long time. I'm 31 this year. I've lived dramatically a long life. But I am very ready to just go. Like I just I can't I cannot deal with 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 what is happening in the fucking world. Like it's it's crazy because just when you think that you've seen or you've heard everything you know, somebody just wants to wants you to hold their drink so they can prove you wrong. And that's what I feel like's happening in 2020. I feel like God, who I don't believe in, so let's just take that with a pinch of salt, will we? Like, God, is he's trying to prove something here. I don't know what, what is going on, but, you know, when we look at everything that's gone on this year, especially here in the UK, or specifically here in the UK, we have the floodings earlier on in the year. We're obviously still dealing with COVID, which the whole world is, and the Black Lives Matter movement. These are, like, massive, massive, massive things that are happening or have happened in 2020 and we're only halfway through the year like that's such a scary thought that we're like we're literally only halfway through the year the floodings here in the UK were crazy it kind of shut down everything and people just didn't know what to do businesses couldn't open people lost their houses and their homes it was it was a crazy crazy time but you know 
everything that's happening now has completely like the, the floods pale in comparison. COVID nineteen came and you know, cheers China, com- just completely fucked it up for everybody. The recovery time for this, it, you know, they're looking at months, months. It could be twenty twenty one before we're even in a position to say that we're COVID free. Even if the, if that is even ever going to be a thing again, you know, I definitely don't think that the planet that we're living on is ever going to be the same again. And that's why I'm just ready to fucking get off. If, if anyone's got any ideas, if it can, you know, I think NASA just needs to hit me up. I'm ready. I don't, I don't need the money. I don't need to pass go. I'm just ready to, my bags are packed. Let's go. Ship me off. Take me away. I'm, I'm ready to go like yesterday. Like, believe me, I was ready to go yesterday. I feel like there's so much that's happening and I don't think that people fully know what to do with it you know we're experiencing some things that a lot of us have never experienced we've never seen anything like you know the COVID-19 thing we've had small strains you know small virus strains that have kind of you know they've peaked in certain areas of certain parts of the world but we've never had you know what I have never experienced a pandemic so when all this happened I think it escalated so quickly that no one really had a grasp on what to do with themselves and I've been sat at home now for, I think I'm in like my 14th week now sat at home. I still have another six weeks before I return back to my full-time job. And I've been here with my son the whole time while my other half is on the front line. And it's just been such a crazy, crazy time and just so hard to deal with. And you'd think that, you know, dealing with a global pandemic would be hard enough. You'd think that would be the epitome of, of why I find this all so difficult. But actually, no. Guys, just like everything in the world, people make everything worse. This is this is the situation. People are are the main part of COVID-19 that has been absolute fucking tragic for me. And, you know, when you look at the scale and the severity of this viral fucking pandemic, this virus that's going around and how much damage it has done across the world to then see the the absolute pettiness of some people and and their view on on what they think this is or how important they think it is or whether they think the lockdown guidelines are fucking sufficient or relevant or fair is just fucking crazy it's crazy i can i can guarantee you that every single person who can hear me right now has wished at some time in their working life if you don't work then you know whatever but for anyone who has worked, if you're a working individual and you're hearing me right now, I can guarantee you that at some point in your life, you have said that you would just fucking love to sit at home and get paid for doing nothing. I'm pretty sure that everyone has said that at some point, even I've said it. And literally, that is exactly what has been happening and everyone has lost their mind. And it's a classic case of just be careful what you wish for, right? Because this is clearly not what everybody expected it to be. We've had great weather. Everyone has been at home with 80% pay. Some people 100% pay. Some of us have been lucky to get that. And we've been sat at home with nothing to do and everyone has lost their mind. And and the, the main reason for that is, is because people haven't been able to be leisure with their time. And that's the issue. And so because these people have nothing else to do, because there's no pubs open, there's no hospitality, retail, nothing's open, they all just take to social media. And that is where it all goes wrong because Twitter is a cesspool. And I don't really use Twitter that much. I don't use Twitter that much at all, but 
I go in there a couple of times a day, maybe. I have the profile because it's good for trying to push the podcast out there. You know, hashtags are quite are quite powerful and you can actually get your content out to people who know nothing about you on Twitter. So I do go on there and, and I tend to see what's trending. And that is literally the cesspit. Twitter is where it all happens. You know, you think that, you know, just Ryan's opinionation, in my opinion, and spitting whatever the fuck I spit at you for 45 minutes to an hour is bad enough. You know, go on Twitter. People have opinions on Twitter of things that they don't need to have an opinion on. And it's crazy. And the whole world has gone mad. You know, I went on to Twitter today and I saw that Dominic Cummings was trending. Now, for any of you who aren't in the UK, you won't know about this. But if you're in the UK, you will know about it because it was fucking everywhere. In the middle of a pandemic where hundreds of people were dying, we were talking about one man. So I'll just explain it briefly because I don't want to waste my time. And I want to just precursor this by saying I'm not a fucking conservative and I don't support Dominic Cummings or anything that he's done. I think he's a lying piece of shit and I think he's a hypocrite. So Dominic Cummings is a member of parliament. He, along with several other people, created... Well, they put together the guidelines for COVID-19 here in the UK in terms of the quarantine and the restrictions and lockdown, blah, 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 right? He basically lied and left his home and effectively broke lockdown rules. The whole of the UK lost its mind. I've never been more confused at such a... like. So bear in mind that at this point, there's there's nobody here who's going to convince me that they don't know somebody or they haven't been around somebody who has broken lockdown rules because even my neighbors have done it i've seen it my neighbors adjacent to me my neighbors next to me i've seen it i go out i take a walk to tesco for my essential shopping i've seen it i go to the park for my government approved walk of the day with my son i see it literally it's happening everywhere. I have friends, I have colleagues, it's happening everywhere, right? We've all seen it. Dawn, age 43, who works in Argos, she's doing it. We've seen it, but nobody says anything. And the reason you don't say anything is because at the end of the day, somebody else, although, although yes, you know, the, 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 the idea is, is we're only ever going to beat this virus if everybody stays home and stays safe. That's never going to happen. I get that that is never going to happen. But the idea is, is that in a realistic world, that's exactly what you want to happen. However, I need to maintain and keep my family safe. And I'm going to do that by making sure that I remain under my own guise of what I believe to be lockdown and the regulations and guidelines surrounding that. So I'm going to stay home and I'm going to stay safe. So if Dawn, my neighbour, age 43, who works at Argos, is out all day, every day, and she's breaking lockdown rules, I'm not going to go out there and I'm going to be like, well, if she's doing it, I'm doing it. It literally is a, if you, you know, if you jumped off a bridge, would I jump too? No, of course I wouldn't. And I understand that when someone who is in the public eye, like a member of parliament, does something wrong, of course they're going to get roasted far fucking worse than Dawn 43 from Argos. But it doesn't change the fact that at the end of the day, Dominic Cummings is still a singular human being breaking the rules of lockdown. And people in the UK went crazy and people were going to his house and harassing and there was just so much and people were asking for him to resign and they were saying that he is a disgrace and all these kind of things. And it was the uproar was what is expected of British people. British people always lose it when it comes to the to MPs and the government, because British people love to rebel against the government. We're never happy with anyone who is in Downing Street. It, 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 that's it. 
right? And there's always an issue with someone. I remember when Jeremy Corbyn was like the second coming of Christ and now nobody can stand him. Even his own party wanted him gone, blah, blah, blah. I am not into politics. I don't really give a fuck all that much. But in this situation, I just found it shocking, but also not so shocking that when I went out there and I was trying to find out what the latest was when it came to COVID, all I could see was Dominic fucking Cummings. But this was a while ago now. This was over a month ago. So when I went onto Twitter today to see that he was trending again, I was like, well, what has he done? Because in my head, I was like, there's no way that we're still talking about what he did a few months ago. There's no way that we're still bitching and complaining about this this person who broke lockdown rules. Whilst literally, as recent as yesterday, there were photographs from a beach in Bournemouth, I believe, that the police are investigating because so many people were there and they were completely ignoring lockdown rules. So even whilst that happened yesterday, today, for some reason, we're still talking about Dominic Cummings. And the idea here is, is that people just want him to leave. They just want him sacked. And I've never understood this mentality. It's like, well, what happens then? Like, what, like, like Dominic Cummings breaking lockdown, it isn't going to change the fact that there's still hundreds of people doing it every single day. Just because he's a member of parliament and you know who he is doesn't change the fact that Dawn, 43 from Argos, is also doing the same thing. Are you going to go outside of her house and protest and ask for Argos to sack her? I don't know. It's just For me, listen, this is opinionation. If you came here and you expected me to be part of the status quo, it isn't going to happen. I'll forever march to the beat of the sound of my own drum. And that's how I've always been. It's how I'm always going to be. And I just don't see the validation that, I don't understand the validation a person gets when they when they call for someone to lose their job. Once that person loses their job, what happens then? Like, do you sit down and, you know, are you going to open a bottle of champagne and celebrate the fact that Dominic Cummings no longer works for the government? I don't really know. I, I don't really get it. I just, yeah, it's weird. But yeah, so I go into Twitter and he's trending again. So I check in and I'm just literally, it took me a couple of scrolls before I realised that, yeah, okay, fuck. So we're still talking about all the shit that he did a couple of months ago. Even though he sat down and he he released a statement live and there were news reporters there and all the rest of that. Listen, his boss, who happens to be the prime minister of this country, he, doesn't think he's done anything wrong. And so therefore, what... I just, I don't understand what is the point. There literally is no point. Like, this is not news. But again, people are, for whatever reason, this guy is trending in the UK because people are still trying to get him to leave, to resign, to... Yeah, I, I just don't understand how or why this is still news. With everything that's going on in the world today, I am perplexed as to how this is still news. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. And yeah, it, I, I'm just like, I just don't fucking understand. Like there are far more important things that are happening in the world today. And we're sitting on Twitter bitching about a man and his family who drove to Barnsley or wherever the fuck it is that they drove to. This is apparently news. And I don't fucking know. But you know what should be news? The fucking second wave. Because you know what? No one's talking about that. It's really, really strange that no one is even like discussing or considering the fact that we're potentially going to be facing a second wave. Yeah, it's a super weird scenario because I feel like a second wave is inevitable. 
but I feel like actually there's a lot of people that I've spoken to or a lot of people who have shared their opinions on the second wave who don't seem to be interested. I think the the whole world seems to be so focused on just trying to get back to normality that no one is considering the second wave. And my point is, is that normality does not exist anymore. Like, I just don't think that people are realizing that the planet is never going to be the same again. We're never going back to any sense of normality. It's so, so, so short-sighted of people to just be like, yes, I can't wait to go to Primark. Yes, I can't wait to get back into Weather Spoons. Yes, I can't wait to go. And it's like, listen, I get it. We've all hated this lockdown. We've all hated quarantine. But if you think that we can just go back to the way things were and not consider a second wave, I feel like that is where a lot of people, just like when this came around the first time, are going to get fucking taken out. Their legs are going to get taken from underneath them because no one is considering the true aspect of the fact that we're, we there has to be a second wave because the irresponsibility of people in this country, specifically, I'm not going to talk about everywhere else in the world because actually a lot of other different countries across Earth a lot of other countries have been far more receptive, far more responsible when it comes to COVID-19. As usual, listen, I'm British born and bred, so I know what to expect from our country. And as usual, I would say without a shadow of doubt, the UK are are probably and have been the worst example through this whole COVID pandemic, not just our government in terms of how quick they reacted, but also us as people. I think we've been so irresponsible. Every single week I see a picture that absolutely blows my mind of people just disregarding the rules. So there's no way that after all of this disregard that we think in the UK that the second wave is not inevitable because I think it is. I think it is. I don't know what you guys think. I'd love to hear what you think. Use the hashtag OpinionationPod. But from my point of view, I just can't see how anyone can believe that we're going to get through this and it's going to be totally normal afterwards and to not potentially look at a second wave. And I know what some people are going to say, but why, why do you want to think about a second wave? Why do you want to Why do you want to look at a second wave and, you know, that's negative and all the rest of this? Listen, I live in a realistic world. I have a family, I have a small human that I need to consider. So, you know, now all the shops are open and restaurants are opening in, in a week or whatever. I won't be doing any of it. I won't be going to restaurants. I won't be going out to pubs and bars or clubs. I won't be going out to do retail. I won't be doing none of that. I'm going to continue to stay home and stay safe. Literally, I'm just not doing it. The only thing that I have appreciated is the ideology that we can go out and we can use public space as much as we want, as long as we remain, you know, two metres away. And the two metre gap is being reduced to one metre, I believe. And that's fine, but it makes no difference to me. I'm still going to do what I've been doing because the idea that we are somehow going to be able to just go back to how things were I think is absolutely ridiculous. I think it's responsible. And I think if you're one of these people who who is trying to disregard a second wave, I think you're making a massive, massive mistake. I think just like with the flooding, I think everybody completely underestimated how bad the floods were going to be. You had businesses that were opening and their staff couldn't get home. They ended up getting locked in and, and washed out and all the rest of this. And, and this is just, it's the same aspect that people have, it's a mentality that British people have, we're constantly rebelling against against the machine, and, you know, at the end of the day, just like with the flooding, and with COVID-19, that is costing people lives, and 
I am prepared for a second wave. I'm ready for a second wave. What are you guys going to be doing? You know, what are you going to be doing? Are you going to be remaining to stay home and stay safe? Are you going to just kind of try and go back to whatever is the new normal? Or are you the type of person who hasn't really adhered to the guidelines so it actually really makes no difference to you? I'm not really sure. I, d I don't really know where people stand. I mean, most of my circle are kind of just going back to the way things are. But I think that considering that my other half does work on the front line and I do have a small human, I'm trying to be extremely diligent. Maybe I'm being like, maybe more precautious than most people. I don't really know, but it would be good to kind of look back at this podcast. And if, if there is a second wave to be like, okay, I kind of knew this was going to happen. Or if there isn't one to be like, well, I was fucking wrong. Not actually sure. But Speaking of waves, a wave of attention, a wave of anger, especially when it comes to the BLM movement, there's been so much. And I do feel like it is quieting down now, which I am not surprised about. And I will definitely talk about that in a little while. Um, I don't want to touch too much on this because I this is kind of a podcast of its own. And I still need to educate myself before before trying to articulate things and, and saying things that I might not be fully educated on. What I will do is, is I will precursor this though with saying that my ethnicity, for any of you who don't know what I look like, because obviously you're just hearing me, I am um, black and white Caribbean. Um, so I'm three quarters black and a quarter white. So I'm not speak, I'm, I'm not a non-black person, which is the term that's being used now. I think it's just a, a way of separating black people and non-black people. I have experienced racism myself. I've been a victim of racism, but even I myself, I am still not fully educated um, on on everything that's been going on. Not just with BLM, but with racism in general. You know, I grew up in 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 a time and in a neighborhood neighborhood. Who the fuck am I? In a neighborhood, yeah, in an area where you know we use certain terms to describe certain people of certain races, which was racist. Um, you know, did we did we know it was racist at the time? No. Did we mean it maliciously at the time? No. Was it always something that was just said in jest? Yes. But once I got to a certain age, maybe like thirteen or fourteen, where I was, I could start to understand a little bit more about racism. I realized that some of these terms weren't right. So it's very easy for me to say I'm not racist. But have I been anti-racist? I'm not totally sure. And, and and even when it comes to the BLM movement, even as someone of colour, I still have a lot to learn as well. So I, I don't want to dive too much into that. And I'm just not going to do that on this episode. But there will be an episode about the BLM movement, I promise. And it will be a sole episode just for that subject. But it has gone a little quiet. And the reason I wanted to touch on this was because my other half is Caucasian. She's white, fully white. Um, and we, we've had this discussion, um, because obviously this, this kind of affected, this affected her a lot. Obviously, you know, we've got a mixed child and, you know, she wanted to educate herself as well. And we talked about this and I did say to her that the issue is, is that for a lot of people of color, for a lot of black people who have been through this, we were always expecting that this would be especially in 2020, in such a, 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 a social world, that this would end up being a social media thing that like all social media things would die down eventually. And it has, it has gone a little bit quiet, um, you know, to the point where people are making memes, you know, like the Netflix, you know, I mean, it asks you if you're still watching, it's like Black Lives Matter, you know, continue watching or exit. And that's all good and well, but you know, you can share those things as much as you want, guys, but it isn't going to make any difference because this was always going to happen. It was always going to fizzle out a little bit and 
what happens now is, is for those people who were really fighting for the BLM movement, they're the ones who always did it in the dark anyway. They're the ones who always did it quietly. You don't always have to make a load of noise to actually give a shit about something that's happening. Like, I can't stress that enough that, you know, because I didn't really go out there and make a whole bunch of noise. And, and I've, I've, I've been a victim of racism. I, I've been there. I've been with girls who have had racist parents. I've had to hide underneath beds for hours. I was hospitalized because I decided that I was in love with the wrong person once and I was just the wrong color for her family. I know what it's like, but I didn't make no noise because the truth is, is that I think everyone feels like the only way that people are going to look at you in a positive light when it comes to things like race or sex or religion is by making the most noise. And that's just not a thing. It, it's, it's a shame because... Everything on social media goes through what I like to call a dilution like process, a dilution process. And in that dilution process, what happens is, is if you think of it like, um, a, a, I don't know, like a jug of squash, for example, or orange juice, like a, okay, a jug of juice. If you have half a jug of juice and you pour water in it, you're watering down that juice. You're watering down the sweetness. You're watering down the flavor. And if you keep pouring water into that jug, which is the dilution, eventually you're going to lose the taste and the sweetness, the flavor. You've actually lost the juice completely. And that's what happens on social media. I call it the social media dilution effect. That's exactly what I call it. And it is basically when, when you put too many opinions and too many voices and, and, and there's too much involved because it's all done on social media. Again, Twitter is the fucking cesspool. You lose the point of, of what you're what you're fighting for, what you're commenting over, what you're arguing over, you lose it. And just like with COVID-19, when, you know, people decide they hate Dominic Cummings for the next week or so, you can't really find that much content on COVID-19 because you put in COVID-19 and it's immediately attached to Dominic Cummings or Boris Johnson needs to leave, you know, Downing Street or whatever the fuck ever. And it's the same thing with the BLM movement is it becomes such it becomes a trend. It's a social trend and all social trends die. And that's the issue. It's the same thing when we were clapping for the NHS here. Like people started using that. It become their own agenda to the, to the point where the person who brought that ideology of, of clapping for the NHS every Thursday at 8pm or whatever was, was the one who said stop because people are using it for their own personal agendas. And this is the issue is everyone jumped on social media and they all just wanted to say, hey, Listen, I'm going to go and educate myself. I'm with BLM. And that's great. That is fantastic. It's good to see because you can visibly see that people are supporting the movement, but that isn't the work. That isn't the work, guys. It takes you literally 30 seconds to post a meme. It takes you literally 10 seconds to post a black box. It, that is not the work. And I think what's happening now is, is there are a lot of people now who are going, nah, you guys stop talking about BLM too quick for me. And the thing is, is I always knew that this was going to happen the moment it became a massive social thing. The real work is what happens now. And so this idea that people are like, you know, there isn't enough of this talk for me. I just feel like, you know, don't get mad about the fact that this isn't the 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 current trend. Because it, it, on social media, everything trends in and everything trends out. And that is how it is. And it sounds crappy. It sounds shit, guys. But that is just the facts of it. And whether you like it or you don't, just my opinion. It's just from what I've seen. And I knew right at the start of this that as soon as it became a social thing on the surface, that eventually that was all going to fizzle out. That doesn't mean that behind the scenes people aren't still working hard because of course they are. This is racism we're talking about. 
you can't just eradicate racism with a meme. You can't just eradicate racism with a retweet. That brings awareness, but it doesn't do anything. In the real world, it does nothing. It does nothing. You know, racism and social media, religion and social media, um, you know, sexuality and social media, never a good cocktail, ever. doesn't matter how you look at it. It's never, ever been a good cocktail. And so it'll be really interesting to see through the rest of this year what happens with the BLM movement. Um, you know, I'm firmly behind the message and I stand by it. You know, the, the, way, the way it's gone down, you know, again, different podcast, but yeah, I'm kind of there with it. Same with COVID-19. It'd be really interesting to see what happens with the rest of the year as well. I think a lot of people are already speculating that, you know, we're just going to move on and get on with it. But from my point of view, I'm telling you straight now, opinionatives, I do not see us ever having a sense of normality again. We need to create a new normal and I'm expecting a second wave. I'll be remaining home, I'll be staying home and I'll be staying fucking safe. I would definitely like to be doing a question time segment at the end of every single episode. Obviously, it's going to be something that will come as we start to generate more views uh, and listeners. But this would be somewhere where you can ask questions if you uh, know what the next episode is, which I do normally post little trailers for the next episode. So if you have been on our social media, which is Opinionation Pod, you'll know that the next episode is a veggie atheist. So I'm going to be talking about being a vegetarian, becoming a vegetarian and eating vegetarian and uh, my non-belief in God. And then the episode after that is Are You Drunk? Which is where I'm going to be talking about the opening of pubs, bars and clubs after the pandemic here in the UK. So you can always share your questions, share your views, and I will uh, answer them on air. You can put them through anonymously or non-anonymously. You can put them through anonymously or non-anonymously, or you can use a pseudonym. It doesn't really matter. Send all of your questions, direct message to myself via Twitter or Instagram on OpinionationPod or by just Ryan. By just Ryan is my personal Instagram. And like I said, I will try to answer them on the upcoming episodes. Speaking of which, like I said, we will have a new episode every single Sunday at 12 p.m. GMT. GMT is British time if you're not listening here in the UK. And if you're listening to this episode, there are three more episodes that are available literally right now for you to listen to as well. Speaking of the next episode, episode three is the veggie atheist, which is where I go over my transition into becoming a vegetarian, which I have been now for seven months. And the fact that I've been an atheist for pretty much as long as I can fucking remember. So guys, thank you very much for tuning in. Please remember, if you are listening anywhere other than at Anchor, make sure you hit the follow button or subscribe. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star rating and leave a comment. It goes a long way to pushing the content out. And just remember, opinions are like assholes. We all have one, but just some of us are full of shit and some of us...